Well, renowned plant scientist Sue Ree joins me on MSU today. Sue is bringing her expertise to Michigan State University as the director of its Plant Resilience Institute and as an MSU Foundation professor in the Departments of Biochemistry and Molecular Biology, Plant Biology, and Plant, Soil, and Microbial Sciences. Sue, great to welcome you to the show and to the university. Thank you so much, Russ. It's great to be here. Is there any past experience with either MSU or the state of Michigan? Actually, uh, I have an interesting story about uh, my relationship with Michigan. Um, you could say that my family's roots uh, in the U.S. got started in Michigan. So um, I have an uncle who um, was studying law in Korea, in South Korea, uh, in the 50s. And he decided to pursue an education in the U.S. And so he came to U.S. in 1955 and he got um, graduate degrees uh, at University of Michigan. And he he married, uh, he met, um, you know, the love of his life. And, you know, he got married there and had two kids. Uh, and so my two cousins uh, were born and raised uh, in Ann Arbor. And um, my uncle had six other siblings. And so they, over, you know, the course of the next decades, he actually, you know, brought everyone in his family to the U.S. And my family, my parents, myself and my sister were one of the last ones to come to the U.S. in the 80s. Um, so uh, interestingly enough, that uncle, his wife and my two cousins actually all now live back in, uh, in Ann Arbor. So I have some family ties in Michigan. How about that? Well, you'll only be an hour away from them now. So, <laughs> And Sue, uh, give us a little bit of your background before coming to MSU and kind of describe what your research interests are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, well, I got my undergrad degree at a small liberal arts college at Swarthmore College outside of Philadelphia. And then I went to the West Coast um, to study plant biology at Stanford. And um, I did my PhD uh, thesis work at Carnegie Institution for Science, which is uh, located on Stanford University, uh, in a lab of Chris Somerville's, who actually, this is another of MSU connection, Chris Somerville and um, his partner, Shauna Somerville, were faculty at MSU for, for a long time, um, at the PRL, actually, Plant Research Laboratory. Uh, and so when... Chris moved to Carnegie from MSU when I started my PhD there. So um, uh, anyway, I studied plant biology at Carnegie slash Stanford, uh, where I studied um, how pollen develops. And then um, I just stayed uh, in California, um, mainly on Stanford campus. I, I switched to uh, bioinformatics, which is really combining biology with computer science research. Um, and then um, got a, a assistant faculty position back at Carnegie uh, in 1999, and I've been there since and moved up the ranks. And um, I'll be retiring from Carnegie next summer and starting a position at MSU. And when did you first become interested in plant science broadly, and why are you passionate about this work? Well, I kind of got into plant science a little bit um, serendipitously. Uh, as I told you, I went to a very small college, uh, Swarthmore College. And there, you know, the biology department had only about, I think, 10 faculty. 
And um, research, uh, hands-on research was not very widely available, um, but one of the biggest labs that had students doing research was a plant lab, um, you know, headed by a faculty named Mark Jacobs, uh, who, you, who used to work on auxin transport. Auxin is a plant hormone. And so um, I sort of got into doing research in Mark's lab, which was really exciting. It was a Howard Hughes undergrad lab where there were more than 10, maybe almost 20 undergrad students doing independent research um, and work. I would say we were operating almost like grad students. And so it was really exciting. It was a big lab. And um, I really got sort of passionate about doing experiments myself and, you know, kind of um, understanding things on my own terms and things like that. So. And so what attracted you to MSU at this time? So MSU, uh, you know, as you know, is one of the best places to do plant research. And um, I have a lot of colleagues, a lot of friends, um, a lot of people that I respect uh, for what they do, um, especially in, in the areas of plant metabolism. I would say MSU is probably one of the best places, if not the best. And um so definitely the people um, there, it's a reputation. And then when I interviewed there, I was really um, impressed with how uh, the search committee, for example, that I interviewed with had a um, graduate student, had a postdoc and um, uh, an assistant faculty on the search committee. Uh, whereas, you know, some of the other institutes I was looking at, you know, I was talking to a very high level administrators and um, chairs of departments and so on. And so immediately I kind of felt like the culture uh, is really what I like. Um, and I had a great time with the interviews. And so, and I was really impressed with the early career scientists there, the, uh, the assistant professors, the uh, trainees, the postdocs and grad students. There's a, a sense of excitement, passion, and, you know, interaction, which was all super cool. That's, that's so very, yeah, that's very cool to hear, Sue. And I'm sure if you haven't noticed yet, you'll find a very low barrier to collaboration at MSU as well. So um, what, what do you think, I guess you probably go to conferences, Sue, that address this, but sort of what are some of the key issues and challenges in plant science today? I imagine one is how do we double food production to feed the world's growing population, which we just saw the other day has hit 8 billion? Yeah, I mean, we face so many problems today, right? It's not just food security, but also environmental, uh, you know, degradation, um, sustainability in, in the way we grow food and, you know, distribute food, energy, you know, um, there's climate change, uh, so much going on, um, you know, that I think we have to deal with. And more uh, sadly, the next generations of folks would have to deal with. And so um, in all of these um, major issues um, today, I, I think plant understanding how plants work uh, takes, it's just a really important aspect of um, trying to come up with innovative solutions, um, you know, and not just like growing food better, you know, but also I think we can think of plants as, as uh, potential factories for sourcing materials, chemicals. Um, you know, I, I really do think that 
we are entering an era of manufacturing from biology. And it's not just plants. I think also microbes would have a big role in that. Um, and so also, you know, in terms of thinking about the environment and conservation, you know how people also talk about us uh, being in the sixth extent extinction, extinction of um, species, right? And uh, we don't really understand how, you know, how, how this is happening, really, and, and um, where things can sort of be mitigated. And so, you know, I think that having a better understanding of plants is going to really help um, in so many ways, because plants actually are the biggest parts of our environment, you know, of our ecosystems. So, um, so yeah, I think understanding plants is great. But then, you know, since the last I don't know, since the 50s, I would say plant science um, sort of has kind of do, like gotten less and less um, prominent, you know, relative to medical sciences. Um, and so, you know, there are now very few places where, you know, there is huge um, sort of, um, you know, uh, research in plant science that goes on. I think MSU is a, a great example of that. But most uh, R1 schools, I would have to say, uh, plant science is sort of fairly small. And so, um, you know, I think that, yeah, there's huge opportunities um, in, in in plant science. That's, a, that's great. And Sue, talk more about the mission of the Plant Resilience Institute that you'll lead. So the Plant Resilience Institute's mission is to sort of be a, a premier um, institute for conducting outstanding plant science research, especially in how plants can uh, be resilient against adverse environmental conditions. And uh, here we're trying to study plant resilience from many, many angles, all the way from uh, ecosystem level to uh, down to single molecule, uh, molecular level. And so, um, you know, currently it's about 11 faculty involved in, um, you know, asking really interesting questions about how plants become resilient. And and Sue, tell me about the Arabidopsis information resource. Oh, the Arabidopsis information resource, uh, it's also called TER. It's a... Um, online resource of information and data uh, that has to do with this model plant called the Robidopsis thaliana, which is a plant that became a model organism uh, in, around the 1980s. And again, Chris Somerville had a big um, role in, in creating this community around uh, Robidopsis, um, studying Robidopsis. And, and um, uh, I think it was about 1999 when, um, you know, genome sequencing was becoming a thing. Um, you know, there was a huge uh, movement to sequence um, a plant genome and Arabidopsis uh, was chosen to be the first example. And when the genome was about to be done, um, there was a sort of a, a community effort to try to create um, a database infrastructure to house that genome sequence information along with all of the other information that was known. And so I got involved in creating that infrastructure 
and it became one of the most popular um, databases that are used for research today. Um, I would say it's probably the best um, used plant resource out there still, like 20 years after its inception. Sue, I wonder if you might just comment on the the value of basic scientific research that happens at places like universities sometimes in our fast-paced culture. People want a cure for something nine months after research begins, but things like the iPhone sprung out of things maybe started 50 years ago for different reasons. Just when people and taxpayers doubt things, what do you say about the value of basic scientific research? Hmm. Yeah, that that is a really great question. Um, you know, I think basic science is really what's going to be driving the future, um, you know, economy. Um, you know, all as you say, you know, a lot of the inventions and uh, technologies that we really benefit from today have come from basic science. Um, and you know, basic science in plant biology, uh, for example was responsible for, you know, um, the green revolution uh, that really ended up saving um, hundreds of millions of people, um, you know, using tools like breeding. Um, today, you know, people are, sci plant scientists are actually using tools like um, plant genome engineering uh, to sort of be able to manipulate plants even more precisely. But knowing what to engineer, right, what to manipulate, uh, is where the basic science comes in, right? Uh, we have to understand how these um, how these organisms work and how the traits that we want to improve what what controls those traits, um, you know. And scientists actually have invented really great ways of thinking about and you know um, studying these different traits and the, you know, the molecular players that bring on these traits. And so, you know, I think that's where basic science can really triumph is to really allow us to understand how things work. And then we can figure out how to invent things. Like, you know, we might be able to invent things that evolution even haven't touched on yet, right? But without really knowing how things work, we can't really like, you know, I think invent. Well said, Sue. Well, it's been great to talk with you and get to know you a little bit, but uh, just give us some final thoughts for Spartan Nation as you prepare to bring your expertise to us. Well, I am just really excited to um, come and learn. You know, um, one of the reasons why I'm excited about MSU is because, you know, it is a land-grant university and there's a very thriving um extension programs and you know Michigan has a lot of different types of growers and there's a lot of in interesting industry and so um, you know I'm very excited about not only plant science but about food and environmental justice and I'm excited to learn from people like Shahi Chappelle and Kim Chung you know who are social scientists in that space um, and you know want to connect what they're doing, you know, with plant science and, you know, try to create things that really don't exist elsewhere um, and, and, you know, have Michigan and MSU be leader in, uh, in that space. That's Sue Ree. She's director of Michigan State University's Plant Resilience Institute. 
and an MSU Foundation professor in the departments of biochemistry and molecular biology, plant biology, and plant, soil, and microbial sciences. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.